I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. Um, you guys know who we are. We don't have to introduce ourselves. No, again. I need an I introduction. Think, I, okay, yeah, fine. I think it's AJ. How are you guys doing? Obviously, we know. I'm looking at her right now in her little winter wonderland, the beautiful and festive Cheryl Burke. Yes. And on the bottom right corner, I can see my lumberjack friend uh senor elizondo mr renee elizondo y'all still here i still, love it yes me yes. and you were gonna be twins renee i was gonna wear a shirt similar to yours oh really this is my moving into the holiday season i like kind it of thing. i mean yeah. look this at my, my house just threw up of christmas I it, love it did that. throw up of christmas my it new addiction beautiful i tell you man decorating is like such a well, it should be a therapeutic process, it is. but for some people, it's not. Like in my house, it's a train wreck because my kids fight over who's going to put what where. And so now we've 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 made it where my wife has her tree. <laughs> I have my tree smart and the kids have their tree. That is very smart. That's I mean, it's just me it and my sense. dog. My husband is working. So I literally, if you were to see my house right now, you guys would freak out. I mean, it's lights everywhere, wreaths everywhere, fake Christmas trees everywhere. I yeah. went crazy on Amazon. I love it. You guys listen to this. So moving into the whole holiday season and, you know, Christmas trees and fires and what happened with Tony, who we were supposed yep. to meet with, mm -hmm. right? Tony uh, started Zappos. Hmm. Uh, he died, he, you know, oh, no. in this house fire. So that prompted us to do a fire drill. Okay. okay. Here's, here's where it gets fun. So, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, we have one of those ladders, super light ladders made of aluminum and like nylon. And you, you hook it on the window and throw it over the edge. Super light ladder, right? And I wanted, 
Elin to be ready to escape the second story, mm -hmm. right? And so I threw my back out, mm. okay? Now listen to this. I never even got on the ladder. I threw my back out just throwing the ladder out the window. <laughs> oh my okay? God, Renee. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there stuck in the window and my daughter, who's nine years old, said, Dad, we'd be crispy by now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. You'd yeah. be fried chicken. Yeah. That Excuse is so loon, funny, man. Renee. Oh, God. Yeah. I honestly, well, I could tell I'm getting old by just having to pick up my little dog from eating the ornaments off the tree, so. Oh, yeah, oh, that's a thing. Cute. Yeah. Well, we, like, so every year for the past probably six years um one of my all-time favorite christmas movies is nightmare before christmas and haven't seen it we have a nightmare tree it's a darker tree with all the nightmare before christmas characters that's cool and like now all of a sudden my wife just decided that that tree no longer exists and now it like we're, we're going full like the grove level i love it christmas tree which does look, it sing now i now i can see it does look pretty it's much more elegant but I snuck in a couple of my nightmare ornaments on one of the trees on the backside. She I don't know if you see yet. here, Renee, um, Renee and AJ, I've got mirror balls because my whole thing was like, I want a black fake tree and I want silver and white decorations. Is that oh, what those nice. are? Mirror balls? That's awesome. There's some it. mirror balls. Yes. Lots of balls. So, so we're going to go this coming Sunday. We're going to go. So I, I've, I never heard about this and I guess it's a real thing out by where we live. Um, you can go and cut down your own Christmas tree. Huh? It's like it's the coolest thing in the yeah. You can go. But you're cutting it's down a, a Christmas real tree. tree farm. No, but it's a it's a Christmas tree farm. So they are grown for the sole purpose of Christmas. Fine. Um, I know all the plant lovers out there. Don't get mad at me, but <laughs> they are fulfilling me. their Christmas destiny. They're bringing joy. You know, to our or homes. you could light up candles from like from Fraser Furs what, or from Thyme, I think. But this company, it smells like Christmas in my house, even though oh, all yeah, the trees yeah. are fake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have uh, though. I will say this though, I'm anti-flocked. It is the most yes, annoying shit in the world to have to clean up the flock trees. Oh my god. The so white annoying. crap everywhere. Yeah. Trigger. No, I'm kidding. It's just like, <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. You you get it on your clothes. You walk by. It falls on the floor. Get it on your face. Vacuuming. It's. You oh guys, one one year, uh, I wanted to see how fast a Christmas tree lights up. So I went outside with our old tree, like around January or whatever. Yeah. Dude, those things explode. Oh yeah. The, the, I'm talking about the actual organic trees right oh, yeah. once they get dry i am not lying i was blown away at how fast this thing exploded no no wonder Jeez. people yeah burn their homes down you so know, a little yeah, candle you know, get dude let's uh, rewind a little bit weird. how is everyone's thanksgiving we still have leftovers <laughs> i'm not amazing kidding. my mother-in-law makes look there's what there's five, six of us that had thanksgiving dinner and my mother-in-law, God bless her heart, makes enough for 30 people. So we had our turkey. We had our stuff on the day. And then we, we, we basically chop up the turkey into little cubes. And we make, for leftovers, it's turkey, mashed potatoes, and Yum. gravy mixed in a little bowl. Oh, it is to die for. But so good. How yeah. about you, Renee? All the weight that I lost on Dancing <laughs> with the Stars, yeah. I gained it all back no, in you one didn't. hour. Brutal. No way. No. No. No, we um we unfortunately got a little sick. 
Oh, right. Sorry. And um, my st- started with my daughter. So we, of course, went to go get a COVID test right away. And and the doctor said, uh, we'll only call you if she tests positive. So later on that evening, I'm sitting at home and I see uh, the place is calling. I say, oh, my God, really? And then she goes, don't worry. The doctor says, don't worry. She tested negative for COVID, but she did test positive for the flu. It's going said, around. Well, uh, yeah, I said, we all had flu shots. And she goes, well, that's mm. probably why her her uh, symptoms are so mild. And then sure enough, my wife then started getting the symptoms. I got the symptoms. So I've been I've been in. And now I'm sitting across yeah, no. from you. <laughs> my husband, actually, no, my I... husband's currently working on a film, right, on an independent film. And they took his temperature yesterday because they have COVID officers as well, AJ, like what we do. But obviously a yeah. lower budget. But um, still, they have to, like, get temperatures taken every day. They have oh, to yeah. get tests done um, at least three, four times a week. And he had a fever. And he was oh, freaking no. out. Everyone was freaking out. He's like the lead character in this movie. And they've shot so much already. And so they sent him home. And his, fev- his fever just kept getting worse. And so I slept upstairs. And he slept downstairs. And Wait, um, thank God his get? COVID test came back negative, And he has the flu. He has a cold. The flu, yeah. We were testing. Uh, it's e- flu season. So, that I mean, n- that night, regular flu season. That night we were testing you in um, temperature. And the, the, this little digital thing kept jumping all over the place. Yeah, they're not hmm. very accurate because we have one at our house. Yeah. And it's like... It would jump up and then jump down. And I would read you my temperature get the old school and, and one it would say 97. Yeah, I would zap it and say 97. And then I'd zap Lyric and she's pretty much dead. So I'm like, what <laughs> But what hell? happened? Like, Same thing with the, when you take your blood pressure, by the way. But what happened to the good old under the tongue take your temperature isn't that more That's, accurate i think the most reliable no, that or under your armpit if you're a child your like yeah, so i know. just i i rent it was like around midnight there's a 24-hour drugstore uh-huh. to pick up another one and then apparently that one was even more sophisticated it's like why didn't you just get a yeah, regular one with the, the thing because this one you have to get like disposable the, ones yeah. oh yeah um well, i that, i just that, no, that, so you're okay renee though um you could hear i'm still so I have to uh, get a, get that vape out of your hand. <laughs> I know that's. The I word. joked with him Wait, yesterday. But, okay, hold on. Let's just talk about that for a second, <laughs> because it's so damn true, right? It's like it's so oh, hard. You you have a sore throat. You you have a cough, and then people say to me, "Well, maybe you shouldn't Stop be vaping." vaping. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, you know, why didn't I think of that? Yeah, it's exactly. not a question of whether it's not about or if not you want, I want to. to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, no. it's like you do it in spite of, you know. Yeah, yeah just like, you know, you when that. we were, you know, drinking and doing drugs. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like not yeah, if you yeah. sit back and think about it, maybe it's not the best thing, but you're not really thinking no. about it. Never yeah. makes sense. No, of course. But you know, it's you know, like same thing happened to my to my daughter Ava at that happened to Elin. She woke up scratchy throat the day after her birthday. Oh. And we we looked in her throat and there was white. So first thing I think is strep. So and so we take her to the doctor and it's like par for the course now where, mm-hmm. OK, you don't have strep. But since you're here, let's give you a covid test. And she took it like a champ because it's the same one that we did, which barely goes up your nose at all. And but where now do you guys go to I, get your covid tests? Well, she she just went to a to her uh, pediatrician. So, but I now 
have found this amazing woman who is a mm. nurse. She's an mm-hmm. RN that will come to my house once or twice a week and she come to test mine? us. So is she Filipino I mean, by any chance? I haven't met her yet, but I will let you know if she is. And wouldn't that be? I can funny hear her voice is? in her voice if she is quoting Joe Coy. Yes, oh, that, um, uh, would she come to my house? Filipino nurses, AJ. Yes, she'll go to anyone's house. Yeah, she'll she'll go to anyone's if house. You fork For over the money. dollars. Yeah, yeah. How much yeah. is it? I mean, you know, uh, I think it's so. There's two different tests. There's the there's the rapid test, which is eighty bucks, which has uh, you get the results in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Then there's the same nasal test that we did, which is two days. That one is a hundred percent accurate. The other one I think is ninety five, ninety eight, something like that. And how much is but that one? That one. So the the nasal one is two hundred. Oh. The other one is 80. So, oh, oh. Okay, again, big if you difference. do it once a week, I mean, whatever. So, you, you know? guys, this thermometer that I went to go get, <laughs> uh, you have to download the app. Okay. Right? And then it tells you right on the app what your temperature is, and then you could set different profiles. Like, Elin was a monkey. I'm a triceratops, and then Britt was like <laughs> a puppy or something. But you can go right to them. Uh, keep It keeps track. That's like my huh. Breville, dude. That's yeah, like yeah, that's, that's like my freaking my my dad my stepdad has AFib so um I think it's from all the dental work he has done he basically his lungs are like a smoker's lung, lungs and he doesn't smoke at all um and he can now test his heart rate through like something similar like what you were saying Renee and it's fascinating yeah, it's how accurate it is and it keeps keeps history it lets you know everybody it, you, you you enter your age and if you're yeah in danger if it's high yeah. what to do blah 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 yeah let's talk about what your you? coffee maker there aj no dude he's yeah. been showing off this coffee maker Listen, you, you guys have a breville too yeah but, but did not okay. this what he's maker? got some nasa so like a hopefully this can get us the the ultimate sponsorship because breville is one of the top coffee makers out there besides java is java that the makes one, that one that's eight on? grand no no but java makes one for like eight grand but what I mean, literally, it's like that having is ridiculous. So it, the one I got, I've wanted it for two years. And that was my Christmas present to myself. How much? And you can program just like you said, like AJ, I've got Rochelle. She has her her blend that she likes. It's all digital. And she just taps her name and it makes only her coffee the way she likes. Do it, they make the matcha right froth? Or uh, does it make matcha? Is it only for coffee lovers? It does. But I know because you don't drink like actual coffee, coffee, do you? Me? I know. I love matcha. You're more matcha tea. You like Cheryl. You like more matcha. You, you're not I love green tea. Drink. Yeah, that's where my Asian heritage comes in play. Yeah. Um, I love the tea. But um, you guys, so we're shutting down, right? Basically, we're basically again. shut down all over again. Well, L.A. L.A. No, but yes, you're right. Lockdown again. L.A. So County. how are you guys holding up? What do you guys? I mean, Renee, I know me and you will be just fine, but. But AJ. Well, we have, no. Well, well, I'm in Ventura County, so we haven't locked down yet. Oh, Hopefully really? We don't. Yeah, we have. Did you know that they're going to turn off our water, power, and um, everything is going to be turned off? Our yeah. lights and all of AJ's that. If there's to... gatherings for the holidays. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, oh, that's for LA County. Yeah. Well, you were thinking about the fires, because I got my phone's been blowing up. My wife's been blowing up because right now. By my house, there's gale force winds about 45 oh, to 50 shut miles up. an hour. 
I did get an um, advisory about winds happening, but nothing's really... Well, the windy. Santa Anas are kicking up again, a- fire a- season. Yeah, he was going to record from home, but he's. we don't know if the power's yeah, going to stay on. Yeah, so I was like, I don't oh, want to be mid-podcast. And then, he's okay. risking catching a cold Yes. for the did podcast. I just want the fans out there right. to know Dedicated, that. Did you get a like flu he, shot? I, yes, I did get a flu I shot. I did not get flu shots. No, I not did. me either. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Hey, um, let let me ask you guys this. There is another lockdown, and I I worry more about the psychological effect as a whole. That people, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I don't want to talk such sad you know things, but, but suic- you're going to. suicide it's the rates real, up. Real you thing know, that's happening. Yeah. anxiety attacks. You know, all that stuff. Divorces. I, I do worry. Divorces. Absolutely, a hundred percent right. And so we we try to just keep things fun, you know what I mean, for our daughter. We try to play yeah. games. We try to do stuff. We do ask her about this stuff. We say, hey, how are you doing with this? Does she miss her this, friends? Uh, yeah, oddly enough, she just had a, a little thing with her friend. They're, they're always on FaceTime. And then I saw Elin's text back and forth. You saw it, Yeah, AJ. I saw it, yeah. And it's funny because her friend was like, Elin said, you've been in a bad mood for the last few days. And her friend said, okay, I don't know how to say this, but it's going to sound weird, but I'm really jealous of you, she said to my mm-hmm. daughter over text. And she said, why? And she's like, because you have more things on Roblox and, you know, li- oh. kid stuff. And and she said, well, and I think you're better than me. And then Elin said, that doesn't make me better than you. And then she went on and said, you're a beautiful person. Aww. You're beautiful inside and out. And I felt so proud of how Elin handled it. She really... It was like in a, f- a full-on adult well, she's obviously, conversation. I mean, she's, she's listening nine. to you, Renee, and your wife. I'm sure you guys set no, the example. But on both sides, you guys, thank you so much. On both sides, her friend, that was big of her to admit she was being jealous. Yeah, yeah no, know, that's, a g- that's crazy. Before that, she was just kind of coming down hard on, on my, my daughter just in anger and finally she just broke through they're both only nine years old and she said look i'll be honest with you i've been really jealous and so it's funny you bring that up because i do worry about these things i say this well and then i'm sure your daughter had more compassion because she admitted to her feelings that's the you're right you're you're right the compassion that they ended up showing each other uh, came from the honesty of of the vulnerability saying look yeah yeah and so Yesterday, I said to Britt, I said, man, what would it be like when we were nine years old having to go through a pandemic? Like, mm-hmm. I think about these things all the mm-hmm. time, you know, and so we try to make things fun. We try to That's stay great. positive, you know, not get into any kind of numbers. She doesn't need to know because right. you guys know. Don't the leave numbers CNN are on yeah. in the background. Are, yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting that on. So on one side of what you're saying, like. You're going into a new lockdown, people's mental state, freaking out again, you know, all these different things that are rising. That's one side of the coin. Then you have the other side of the coin. Like we talked to my to my uh, neighbors last night. They're pregnant. They're pandemic pregnant with their COVID babies. Yeah, there's a lot of like Johan, Artem, Artem and Nikki just had a baby. So, you know, there's there is. An upside in many ways to this as well. I'll say it myself. 
I'm going to be one year sober tomorrow. Yay, oh, congratulations. Dude. Which is insane. This is crazy. It's Renee, insane you must again, like, wow, because you've been there with it, with AJ through the well, whole here's, thing. Here's, oh, yeah. here's the thing. AJ's been sober for a long stretch of time. And by sober, I mean abstinent. This is the first time since I've known him where he's actually sober emotionally. Right. right? Yeah. Not just abstinent. He, uh, he's dealing with issues without getting into whatever they were recently there was a challenge we shouldn't bring it up but he was able to not dance apply. related no no not no, no dance related. Wow. yeah this time it wasn't <laughs> For the first time. yes <laughs> this was just more of a you know a emotional challenge yeah real thing and, yeah. and yeah. he was able to work the tools that were taught, the principles of the program. That's awesome. Uh, pray for the person he had yeah, a prayer, resentment prayer for. Prayer and meditation yeah. and just realize that as long as I'm keeping my side of the street clean, I can't worry about keeping your side of the street clean. No, that's so... that's on you. Take full responsibility yeah. over your, just yourself. Exactly. And everything actually worked itself out. Um, but and you feel better, right? Instead of bad-mouthing oh, the other mu- person. I feel, yeah, or I feel much better. And so my point is that Although you've had a long stretch of abstinence, but you never worked a single step, Nothing. right? You never did anything. He lived with me for a, almost a year, and we had fun. We golfed. We did all kinds of fun stuff. But he, every time, you know, I'd say to him, um, "Hey, do you want to <laughs> do you want to do some work?" Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. I kept pushing right. it we'll, off. We'll, we'll get it's around. Like I have a question. Diet, right? Did you guys yeah. used to party together ever? No, no, we were in f- what, never. In fact, I've never seen him drunk or high in person ever, yeah. ever. I only He's heard, heard it one time, on just once. Just on, once. And when you were in when Vegas, Vegas, right? When I was in yes. Vegas, of course, Vegas. That's the only time that I ever heard you drunk, and and you were like, "Oh yeah, I had a little something last night." I said, "AJ." Yeah, it's like you're still drinking. <laughs> you're still drunk. Was he like, good at hiding it? Right was he like a good no. like? Was well, no. he? No. <laughs> no. No. Well, I was hiding it from my wife, or at least trying to, and like right. you know, the you know my bandmates and everybody else. But there was a certain comfort level with mm. uh, Renee where. Like his soothing he voice. didn't have to pull it out of me like everyone else did because I was terrified that the boys were going to be disappointed the or that my wife was going to leave me. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be completely vulnerable with Renee to a certain degree. Maybe not, not as much as I am now. Where Why do you think that is? Because I wasn't. I wasn't in the same headspace as I am. No, now. but why do you I think you can be vulnerable with Renee? Like, does he not? He do, obviously doesn't I don't know. judge you because I just felt I felt safe. I felt mm-hmm. not judged. Not mm-hmm. saying that I felt judged by, by my wife because no. I know she doesn't judge me at all. But I always had this 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 little this little inkling of fear when it in in re, in regards to my wife, thinking, "Oh my God, she's going to leave me. She's going to take the kids. I I freaking relapsed again. It's over. Blah 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 blah." Even though for 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 years she always told me, "Look, I get it. Relapse is, is sometimes it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Just be honest. Just mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable. Will I be bummed? Sure, but then it, now that I know, honesty, I have time to process it. You know." And Cheryl, back back to your question: Why would he? Uh, why would he be vulnerable with me? He's probably thinking. No, I asked, I what, what is it about you that yeah. makes him Well, vulnerable? what I think is, it, he's probably sitting there going, okay, who do I know that's messed up more times than me? <laughs> I'll, right, I'll right, call right. him because yeah, he won't course. judge me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, of course. You know, I get it. I mean, there's certain things that rehabs, I also... I think, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, no, you know, what, you've I, earned your seat. I've earned my seat. You've earned totally. your seat. Like, you but know, this is a massive, massive miracle, it is. dude, for yeah. you to be congratulations celebrating. We don't. We never celebrate a day early, right? That's just yeah, tradition. No fronties. No fronts. No fronties. Yeah. What's that you mean? Can't <laughs> celebrate. Yeah. I I just heard that phrase. Oh, you mean you. like yeah. don't celebrate like two days early. Like, yeah, yeah, because or even one day you early, ju- yeah. Or, 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 yeah, because you because you, you just don't know. Because you don't have right. to. It's not like it's yet. your birthday yeah. month long celebration or whatever. Yeah. You're exactly. like, yeah, yeah. God forbid something happens the day before your no. your actual birthday. But it is, you know. it is a, it is an absolute miracle for oh. any alcoholic to not drink for 24 hours is mm-hmm. a miracle, mm-hmm. right? Because especially, you know us, right? It's like back when I couldn't get this thing, it, it did. I didn't need it was much every of an day for me to yeah. drink. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was but it was, it it was w- like w- when people drink water, that was my vodka sodas. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Actually. People people would say like <laughs> people would say like what happened before you drank? It's like nothing. It just my hand came up. I was thirsty. I was trying exactly. to quench my thirst, but right. no, like and, and numb at the app. same time. Yeah, I have this app called Nomo, which is a which is a it's Basically, it's like a sobriety app. There's like, there's there's quotes in there. There's meditations in there. That's and awesome. A, and there's a we and, need to be sponsored this, by them. Yeah, there's a sobriety clock. Counting it's called down Nomo N O M O. Let me let me make sure so I say this right. But yes, it is called. Speaking of meditation, N O M O. And what does that N-O-M-O. stand for? Um, I don't. No mo liquor. No, actually. <laughs> no I, mo. There you go. No mo. No mo drinking. No, no mo, mo liquor. It's funny yeah, that didn't that even come to my mind. Wouldn't that be funny if that's really what it I is? I bet that's. I mean, I would think it is. it is right. Like, why wouldn't it be like? It's not going to be hey. called no more. It's like no mo. Right. <laughs> Maybe it is no more. Okay. But no mo. I want to play a game with you guys right now. Right. Kiss, Kiss Mary, Mary Kill. kill. No, 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 no. So tomorrow is your one year uh-huh. and let's just go into fantasy land for a second. Okay. okay. Fantasy land. Oh, I'm okay. So you bad get at to this. have a big party with all your friends all weekend. Okay. You can have no COVID. three mute. No, yeah, yeah, no, no. Fantasy land. Everyone's fantasy there. Fantasy. No masks. Your okay. best friends are there. You're celebrating one year. Okay. You get to have three musical acts perform at your party dead or alive. Okay. Who would they be? I'm asking this for the fans too, because okay. they want to know these okay. things. Okay, uh, Prince. Oof. Hell yeah. Um, Damn. Sinatra. Damn. Hell yeah. Damn. And I don't know why, but I'm I'm like <sighs> dead or alive. Dead or alive. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, well, no, I know. That's too. Close I kind of know what you were gonna say, but don't say it. Well, no, I was gonna say Michael Bublé, but that's too similar to Sinatra. Yeah, so, no, Sinatra would ooh, be like, who's you know, this guy? Actually, no, he's also, <laughs> exactly. actually, you know who I would like? Yeah. Seth MacFarlane. But oh, he's amazing, he by the way. He has to sing in all the characters' voices so only. You know, You know, Seth MacFarlane has yearly Christmas parties. I used to go to them every year, and he would full-on, he hired our orchestra that used to be part of Dancing with the Stars, Harold Wheeler Band, or mm. Her- Harold Wheeler Orchestra, and... Sending love to Harold, by the way. Amazing. Anyways, they used to perform on Dancing with the Stars, and Seth MacFarlane every year hires them, and he turns like his whole backyard into like this beautiful, like tented, like winter wonderland, basically. And that's he full on so sings live for like from two being hours. A genius. Aside yeah. from being a genius, well, that's he does why all I that. told you, Cheryl, which 
you may not remember, but because that may not have been in a good part of your life, but my trainer trained and still trains occasionally Seth and him and his wife met you at Seth's Christmas party. I don't think so. so. I think we met before that, but that's fine. Or maybe before that. I don't know. So you, Cheryl, your party all weekend, three artists dead or alive, who would be there? Definitely Prince. Um, Sinatra, because that was my dad's favorite. Uh, Rest in peace, dad. And um, Michael Jackson from the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, that's hard to beat. That's a lot of dance. That's a lot of great dance stuff. Okay, Nene, you. I'm going to sound kind of cliche, I think, which is uh, Prince 100%. Yeah. 100%. Obviously. And to keep the party going. Jermaine? Uh, what's the inside joke guys i think i think it would be jermaine jackson i think it would be michael and then just to throw just to not go with you guys on sinatra because that's such a good pick how sick would it be to have someone like mozart mozart Mozart. oh my god that's so sick i'm going to your party renee my party yeah excuse my language everyone in a in a in a black tie and mozart yo that's awesome with that and i'd like to sit next to um einstein please Oh, yes. yes. Just yes. make me feel smarter, even though I'm not. No, right, but you guys, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you guys, we are back on iHeartRadio. Pretty messed up. With myself, Cheryl Burke, and Renee Elizondo. Share Bear. Yep, yep. Uh, Stick with share it. Share Bear. Yep. With the Share Bear stare. I'm seeing it right now. There it is. There it is right there. The Share Bear stare. Uh, so we wanted to actually, we we love all y'all's questions. We love the comments. Please continue to leave us comments. Love the feedback we're getting from you guys. Questions, all, all of it. All of it. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much. And hit five there. stars, five stars, five stars. Yes. Five stars. Cinco staro. That's my <laughs> Spanish. Um, okay. Wow. So let's see. We have a question here. Uh, this is to all of us. Now that you know the addiction side to drugs and alcohol, what would you advise to someone who's never tried any of it to steer clear or go with a try anything once? Oh, like you should try everything once mentality. I see what. Right, the, okay, that kind of mentality. Yeah, you got to yeah, try everything well, once. You know, no, you actually don't need to try everything once. No, don't you think. don't need to try everything once. Um, well, that's the thing. It's Russian roulette, right? I mean, not every. Some people can go out and try coke one time and they're fine. Yeah. Other people try it one time and they they feel like they saw the face of God and need to keep me. doing it. And they keep catching, tried, trying to catch that. I tried it once and I was like, "Woo, I love this." But yeah, no, no, no need to try know. anything that is illegal. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Once and the, no. even legal stuff, you guys are legal skydiving. There you go. Hey, That's a, a, yeah. a lot of people get hooked on painkillers. Yes. Legit, a, legit reasons, legit totally. reasons. And I've said this before. I don't care who you are. You take painkillers long enough. Your brain and your body get used yep. to it. Cough syrup. You know, and yeah, it's, it's that numbing, that numbing feeling. Your feelings are being numbed and it feels good. Absolutely, yeah. and Being in an and physic state. physically addicted to it. Yeah, it yeah. does. I don't care who you are. You could be a guru. You could be whoever. You know, the truth is, anyone can get addicted to opiates. Anyone can get addicted oh, yeah. to Xanax. Uh, you know the anxiety drugs, and so just to try something, just Vicodin, oh, let's anything. give it a go. It's yeah. like. You know, you're risking the idea that you might discover something in your brain that just goes, oh, my God, that's the greatest feeling I've ever had. That's why people get addicted. It's not like it's not like you and I tried something and said, oh, my God, that's the worst thing I've ever gone through. Let me do it again. We're not that crazy. No. Do you know it's what I mean? It's not like, oh, let's try I dancing mean, with the stars. and. <laughs> yeah. How's that work out for you? Anything to do with substance is always dangerous. So I suggest not to try it because um, yeah. you've been fine without Agreed. it. So. Look, I, I approach the question as if my daughter's asking it. Right. Right. I, this is what I would say to her. I said, look, yeah. you might try it, hate it, and n never need to do it again. You might try it, love it, and then have to go down this hellhole 
Yeah. You know, I, is it worth it? Like, or find things that tomorrow but you won't wake. To me, the thing yeah. is, find something that's exciting, that's fun, that's fulfilling. Yes, that stimulates that your brain. Yes. And tomorrow morning, you won't wake up and say, God, I wish I hadn't right. flown that exactly. kite. But, but God, thank you I... for asking the question because the communication and the talking about it is what's key here. Because without talking about it or asking and just doing something out of curiosity, you know, it helps with anyone else. I'm sure a lot of people have this question. Yeah. Yes. I Go agree. fly a kite. That's much safer. Just not in a thunderstorm. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. And, we have and a, an actual a, kite. Uh, <laughs> yes. An actual physical kite, if they even make them anymore. Um, <laughs> not, not a digital one on, on an app. Yeah, uh, no. Right. Let's see. Uh, what led to your addiction? Was it the celebrity status, the party atmosphere, childhood trauma, or childhood stardom? I'll definitely start with, you know, for me, it was, I mean, I don't want to blame it on anything in particular. I mean, I think it was an accumulative of me wanting to numb my feelings, but it started with my childhood trauma. Um, and, you know, I guess celebrity status, but mine was more social anxiety. But in order for me to step out of this house and go onto a red carpet, I needed to be messed up a little bit. Pretty messed up. That's right. <laughs> Tried to it's be too pretty, easy. but I was detoxing right and sweating time. the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think for me it, it definitely wasn't celebrity. Um, there, it, and it, you don't and think it so, AJ? Party. No, a hundred percent. It was not celebrity. It was not party atmosphere. It was, and I didn't have any childhood traumas. Um, I guess you could say childhood stardom when I, you know, I was fourteen when the when the you know Backstreet started. For me, it was. It was two things. It was wanting to be accepted, mm. um, which means low self-esteem, um, and just plain boredom. I was bored, and I, you know, I I have a weird opinion, and it's just my opinion. I don't believe in addictive personalities. Hmm. I believe you you have somewhat of a choice. You either choose to have one glass of wine or you choose to have nine bottles of wine. But then after that point, the choice is no, is no longer yours. But what's the now reason the behind it? the addiction is taken over. Right, but now the addiction is taken over and now you're completely out of control. Because for me, I chose to drink 15 shots of whiskey but you felt while my good, friend though. is only having one. But you, you felt the I mean? feeling. I wanted that. But yeah, the exactly, feeling, Because though. now I feel accepted by everybody in the room. No, but I the feeling like of could, feeling numb. Yeah. Yeah. Not feeling pain. Not feeling, but feeling accepted. And it but feeling accepted for the wrong reasons. Because like, only I you be can able feel, to feel accepted, accepted. Right. Yeah. Me. I didn't feel accepted unless right. I was on everyone else's level times ten. Because now all eyes are on me because I'm the idiot who's shit faced running around the room naked or whatever I'm doing, all eyes are on me. To put a little finer point on what you're saying, it's not feeling accepted. Then we drink, and then it doesn't bother that we're not feeling accepted. That voice anymore. in your it, head it, is gone. It, yeah, exactly. it goes away. You know, it's that social lubricant yeah. people the talk fear, about. The fear goes away, but then when you wake up in the morning and you sober up, that fear is still is still there because you haven't done any self work. Yeah. Now, you know, are, it's you, did you, are your parents divorced, AJ? Yeah, my parents got divorced when I was three, somewhere in there. You don't. But so that wasn't traumatic for you. It wasn't traumatic because I, I, I still had like father figures in my life, my grandfather and my uncle. 
So I never really felt a void mm. um, until I was older, much, much older, mm-hmm. when I started to understand and kind of hear from my mom and my grandparents their version of how all the shit went down with my mom and my dad. And then I kind of convinced myself that he was this horrible person when really he's not. Mm. Um, he's back in my life now after 30 plus years. Um, so, you know, uh, that could be considered like abandonment issues, but I never, you really also, you're an only that. child as well, right? I am an only child. Yeah. And believe me, I was more than enough for my mom to handle for me. <laughs> How about you? For Renee? Me, it w- yeah, it was definitely celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. All kidding aside though, it's, we always have to be, you know, careful generalizing, right? Yes. It's like, I agree with you, Cheryl. It's like these traumas, these are things that I had to learn to process so that I was no longer trying to escape my own reality, mm-hmm. right? Because when I found, for me, it was cough syrup with coating in it. That mm. was my first, first, first taste of a high Bef- and I was you know 30 years old okay I had I had never drank I'd never smoked I'd never drank coffee I wouldn't even take Tylenol I was like wow. militant anti everything and then my first escape that I, actually I take that back the first one was champagne that I did when I was 30 on New Year's Eve and I felt it was fun at the time, but the next morning I felt like, wow, yeah. you can no longer claim that you've never touched anything. Like, you can never claim that. And then not long after that, I um, fractured a rib, and then they gave me some strong painkillers. And that was the first time I felt like I didn't need to escape my reality. I felt yeah. good enough on these painkillers. I felt... None of my traumas bothered me. I didn't feel less than, blah, blah, blah. And you didn't feel drunk? You felt like composed? You had control over your body? Yeah, because with painkillers, you're, you're, at first, you're not sloppy. You're mm-hmm. just feeling euphoric. Right. You just feel euphoric. Like clouds, yeah. It takes away your physical pain, and it takes away any kind of mental pain mm-hmm. you have or emotional pain. So you and discover it's just a pill. this. Yeah, and you discover this beautiful, magical bubble that you want to live in the rest of your life because you're good enough. None of your voices, negative voices, are attacking you. With unicorns and Santa Claus. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you, you can know, still function with the other yes, people around. At first, yeah. Well, at first, yeah, depending on how much you take, yes. And, yeah. and that's the addictive part that you found something that's so beautiful. Right. Yeah. And then you, but, but you know, then, Things like, are drinking all, with it. I'm sure, experienced, okay. I could get pretty lit on a couple shots of Jack Daniels. Then all of a sudden, I couldn't even get a buzz on a couple shots of Hmm. Jack Daniels. So now I tripled the amount. And then I built up a tolerance to that. So then all of a sudden, it's... I'm drinking a fifth of Jack a day. It's right. progressive. It's... it's, Yes. This this disease is a progressive. And one of the things... Go ahead, Cheryl. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say this is a good segue to the next question, but go ahead, Renee. Finish your thought. No, I was going to say one of the things that's hard, very hard for alcoholics and drug addicts is that that delusion that we could somehow 
regain control of our drinking, right? That's like the greatest delusion and uh, for mm-hmm. or wish for any alcoholic. We yes, we drank, we got obliviated, we woke up with a hangover, and this time's going to be different, and we end up doing it again and thinking we're going to control it. And there's an old saying in, in, in our circles that says, you know, once you're, a, once you're a pickle, you'll never be a cucumber again. It's right? true. It, I mean, I did the same thing with dancing. I mean, I, as long as I can show up to rehearsal on time and still put on a smile, hey, I, lo- yeah. I wasn't that bad. I must have not been that bad. Yeah. And, yeah. and somewhere along the line, we crossed that line yep. somewhere along the way we cross that line into alcoholism Mm. and once you cross into alcoholism the idea of drinking with just a martini and just a tiny bit that's no longer on the table we Mm -hmm. don't want to we literally don't want to drink socially anymore we want to drink to get blasted yeah i don't think i ever drink socially you want to drink to numb you want to drink (laughs) i've heard that too cheryl i don't think i ever drink so i drink i drink for a um a reaction which was to numb myself and to effect, be more social. It was never absolutely. just to have one cocktail. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, I did back in the day. I never did. I never. I never. I never sipped it. I never. I mean, just if had I had like one, a, it's because I got wasted like a off Jack one. Jack on the rocks. It was just give me a shot glass. Yeah. I'm gonna pound them down, and. And by yeah. social, I mean. I had never drank. Be- I had years before. I'd had that champagne, and I didn't like the way I felt. But I was out at a nightclub with some friends, and I wasn't. I was trying to stay clean off of drugs, and then uh, I decided, you know what? I'm going to have a drink tonight. And I asked yeah. the, I asked the bartender. I said, "What gets you messed up the fastest?" So it's true. I'm with you guys. Yeah. I said, "Yeah, what I mean, I would, I would have to drink before I saw anybody. I would drink at home before a dinner." I, you know, I would never start yeah. with everybody. I'd start by myself at home. So yeah. here's the, here, the, you, you bring up a good point here. Here's a little diagram of my drinking. I <laughs> couldn't wait for my friends to pick me up at home so we could get to the nightclub so I can order the drink. Then I realized, wait, I can actually have a drink before they show up. Yeah. You then don't want to do it then. Into, but, and then it turned into. You guys, we don't need to go anywhere. Just come on in. Yeah. We'll drink. You don't have then to wait that for turned people. Into, then that turned into after who hours. Needs friends. <laughs> who needs yeah. friends? No, no. Like you guys stay home. Yeah. I'm staying yeah. home. Good. I, was, I don't have to just, give you my alcohol and talk to you. I might as well just do it by yeah. myself. I ended <laughs> up drinking by myself, you know? Yeah. And totally. And, and that's, that, we, that was a dangerous It's funny zone that we call me. it, we call it partying when you're at home by yourself exactly. drinking. Well, I always said <laughs> right. that I'll never drink alone and then I started yeah. drinking alone way yeah. too much yeah. like literally oh. before every interview I would be drunk not drunk yeah. but I would I, have like a to-go cup with tequila and vodka and so and vodka whoa that's big time um no tequila whoa, and soda and um I mean I got called out on E by Jason Kennedy I was co-hosting and I was really nervous and so I brought a little tiny shot of tequila with me to the set because I I get really nervous you know um not as much now but this was like years ago you guys like maybe a decade ago and then he said we were mic'd and our mics were hot and he goes why do you smell like was it, is that tequila Cheryl and I'm like no <laughs> and I knew then I knew I had a problem like that's this new perfume I'm wearing. It's, it's funny called how called titty Tito's. tequila. 
it's funny how we end up powering through the things we said we'd never do. Oh, totally. And right? we make it's we just, make justifications. We, we totally yeah. do. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's for the nerves. You it's because I'm nervous. I have to, you try doing this. Yeah, exactly. I remember one time we were uh, touring Europe and we had just gotten to Lyon, France, and I went downstairs to get a drink. And then this guy, he sits me down and, and he's one of those, you know, experts, wine experts, sommelier or s whatever mm -hmm. they're called. And he, he I just want I just want to get drunk. And he's taking me through this whole process. He's opening up this big leather-bound book with dust on it, their whole collection. He's explaining to <laughs> And I'm like, dude, just give me wine. I don't <laughs> care. Like, I don't care what it is. I don't want to know the lineage <laughs> of, uh, of where this wine came from. Yeah. Right, I mean, we would ask, party so hard. Ask. Sorry, go ahead. Not, not ask. Let's get to the next question. <laughs> yeah, let's do, let's do that. I've got stories uh, for days. <laughs> Yeah. So do you think that mental health issues and addiction always go hand in hand in some way or another? Do you think that alcohol in excess will always bring out the worst in people or do you think it varies person to person? Definitely um, I think it varies, varies. but to the back to the first question, because, because there are some people I've known in my life that actually have an allergy to alcohol. That they was I drink that's it. what started with me. I, I became flush all of a sudden. Yeah, like they can't drink it, and so yeah. they don't drink it because yeah. they physically can't. Mm -hmm. um, and some might say that we as alcoholics have an allergy to alcohol. Well, it, it, uh, it says it in our book, yeah. Exactly. But what, saying, what happens like, when people say, um, when, when people are actually more normal drunk than they are? You know what I'm saying? Like they can handle, oh, she can handle her booze. Those like, are functioning alcoholics. But right. That's the thing. You, It's hard to, with these questions, it's important for us Very to general, yeah. say, yeah, it's hard to generalize. I know some people that go, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, they become mean, they become aggressive, they're belligerent. Mm -hmm. And there are some people that are the happy drunks that, that are just, yeah. everything's funny to them. They're yeah. nice. That they're was not. me when I first started drinking. Mm -hmm. and then, then I got angry. After I got, after I got married, um, when I started drinking again in excess, I became irritable. I became angry. I became a groper, if you will. I would touch What's people that? randomly. Guys, girls oh, really? didn't matter. I became very and like very loud and almost obnoxious. Where huh. before, I I was pretty much pretty like I up. am every day. I was pretty lighthearted. I was fun, talkative. You wouldn't really know that I was completely obliterated, but. Then you have to chase As it time because went on, it's just not working anymore. Yeah, well, yeah. And once it stopped working and the secretly in my little cave in my, in my head, I'm feeling worse and worse and worse about totally. myself to the point where the drink didn't make me feel better anymore. It made me feel as I'm drinking, I feel more like a piece of shit. Right. Which is so then I'm going to treat everybody like shit. Yeah. 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 You You're know, triggered. That, You're that, being that's, triggered. It's called, uh, you know, you've heard people say, People in recovery talk about when the drink, drink stopped working, and you just described what yeah. that means, which is we we used to be able to drink and quiet those negative voices, but then we're drinking so much, and they're still there. Yeah. It's not working anymore, exactly. and that's a horrible place to be when yeah. you, you cannot stop and you can't keep doing it. Well, that's it. when the drugs start. Yeah, I mean, they this this person asked also, do you think mental health issues and addiction always go hand in hand? 
I don't think so. I don't think not not always. But it's not um, only addiction. Mental health well, is an equal it, addiction. Uh, look, if we exactly. if, if we kind of break that down a little bit, right? Our our book says restore me to sanity. The implications right. are that we're insane. All of us can talk about insane things we did that we never would have done. Nothing to do done. with alcohol or anything. Right. Well, no no meaning, let's say. So by definition, alcoholism is a form of mental illness. Totally. Okay, so if you talk about it in that way, yes, they go hand in hand. Yes, but, but it doesn't doesn't mean you you have to have pre-existing conditions like bipolarity or, you know, but that is also mental disorder. health though, Renee, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that, that may have that's nothing to do with addiction or alcohol or drug abuse. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's you almost have to parse her question. It is like if you define alcoholism as a form of insanity, mm. then then it does go hand in hand. Right. But mm. not every alcohol I've met lots of alcoholics that dealt with bipolarity I've, and, and other disorders and conditions. But it doesn't mean that you have to have those before you start drinking. But I've no, known exactly. people. So that the didn't question have any was about mental health in an addiction. Dude. You can be addicted to anything, correct? Like you could so be that's addicted. True. Yeah, 100%. yeah, that's true. And, then, and, you, and you could have mental health issues that I have nothing to do with your addiction. Yeah, like if you don't, you, I know people that are major, major germaphobe. Yes, that correct. Literally have never touched a drink or drug in their life. But they have a, they have a sickness. Or how about They're, addiction to productivity? Function. Yeah, they can't function in life as as they'd like to because everything around them has germs. And yeah, they, like what's his name? The, the guy. They, what's his yeah, name? So now they become a, a freaking recluse, and they never want to leave their home, and it's sad. But you know the addiction stuff, like, like that's a disorder, right? They're not yes. addicted. That, to yeah, you're right, Renee. Ger- no, exactly. but but it's, but that's mental. Health. But addiction. That, that is that mental Cheryl's health. Yes. Talking about yeah. it is mental health, absolutely. But addiction, like Cheryl was talking about, it, absolutely, you can get addicted to working, sex, love, relationships, shopping, yeah, yeah sex, uh, yeah. all of it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, across the board, uh, spending, and they're they're gambling they're yeah. all you're still they numbing. can all destroy lives mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. they can all destroy li- and that's why they have 12-step programs for, for gambling it. it's the excess it's, it's the excess of what we do it's like it's not just shopping yeah. once but then it's like spending it's everything all your savings right it's never oh, enough yeah. right never enough it's it's always yeah. more we need more of whatever it I, is i i i love this next question because i definitely dabbled in for a little for a little while yeah which the question is with non-alcoholic beers such as oduls is that a safe alternative for alcoholics look i can tell you from experience because i drank oduls Mm. when i was sober um i drank sharps well this is when i put together six or almost seven years of being sober but But abstinent i considered myself to be a dry drunk, you know, uh, white knuckling it, not working a program, not doing what is asked of me, but just like it, it, it just makes sense. Okay. I'm drinking O'Doul's at some point, the taste of beer and it's not beer. I want a beer. Hmm. And what did, and, and what inevitably happened? I picked up a beer you and see- I was right back on the saddle and I went zero to a hundred immediately but you see i never drank for the taste i drank for the result for the reaction neither did i 
the taste, yeah, because I obviously you're not going to get. You would need to drink a hundred bottles and not pee of Odules to probably feel a buzz, but because there's less than 0.5 percent alcohol in it, but at the same time, it tastes like a beer. Yeah. It's in a bottle it's a like a beer, and it's yeah. Once though, once those wheels start turning, you're opening that you're opening up that box again. So, for me, personal opinion, yes. That is a bad idea. If you're trying to get sober, all of it. I'll tell just you. Nix it all. To add to what you're saying, in my experience, most of the people that I've known, this is over 20 years, that were uh, drinking O'Doul's ended up relapsing. Yep. Now, do I think that O'Doul's made them relapse? No. No. It's the reason they were drinking it is. W- when once you decide, I'm done with this drinking. You'll do whatever it takes to not drink anymore. You don't want to tempt the devil. You don't want to mess. You know, it's yep. like they say: if you hang out at a barber shop long enough, you're going to get a haircut, right? That's the old saying. So, so here's the thing, right? You end up. The people that I've known that drank O'Doul's are still somehow trying to vicariously drink, which means they're not done yeah. drinking. Exactly. Also, so you can say the same thing about smokers and vapes, right? Like, what is the difference? Well, wh- what do you mean by that? Like, are you a smoker if you smoke a vape, a jewel? Oh, it, well, that's you're a nicotine addict for sure. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're a smoker, right? Smoker right. implies cigarettes. I but feel like it's parallel, isn't it, a little bit? Well, I, I, it it's is an oral fixation, <clears throat> and it's I'm a nicotine and addict. It's an, yeah, and and you're and you're addicted yeah. to nicotine, whether you know it or yeah. not. Now, does I feel like jewels are more addicting than actually cigarettes? Is some some have argued that some have said yeah. that. I mean, coming now, from I used to smoke, and now you know, yeah, don't watch oddly, this, mom. Oddly enough, <laughs> that there is something interesting there, which is uh, a a lot of people in early recovery smoke. It's mm. you, you, even if you weren't a smoker, you're looking for a fix. Is it the fixation known, of the oral well, fixation? Uh, it's yeah. It's it's something to something. Something. It's something to do. Something yeah. to do. So what ends up happening is, like, if you mess around with O'Doul's, uh, somehow you're tempting the devil and you end up relapsing. Yep. But nicotine is a drug. But I've known people that have. 30, 40, 50 years off of drinking and other drugs, mm-hmm. and they smoked the whole That's time. That's better. So yeah. s- if you yeah, have to so choose. Somehow, somehow it d- didn't. Yeah. That one doesn't necessarily translate now into an absolute relapse. That one just makes me relapse. drink more coffee, which makes me crash at 2 p.m. Makes you go to the bathroom more. Uh, definitely um, helps. I definitely want to answer this next question. Uh, someone's asking me if there's anything in particular that's kept me away from the AA program. And um, what I'm doing to continuously work on myself. You've mentioned that you meditate. So what um, what does that practice look like? Is there anything else that you've found particularly helpful? Okay, so there's a lot of questions in this one question. But um, okay, so what has... Nothing in particular has kept me away. Now, I haven't been very forthcoming or I guess I haven't been... I don't know. When I decided to quit drinking, this was two years ago when Matt and I got when we were actually at our engagement party, it was deci- it was a decision that happened right after my father's death. And my father was an alcoholic. I was reacting really weird to the alcohol. Like I started getting hives all of a sudden. 
Um, literally, I, the smell of vodka, right? Obviously, that was my drink of choice. Got me really red and flushed all of a sudden. I was always that proud Asian American that never got flushed, you know, when she drank. Mm -hmm. And I was able to always drink so much of it. Um, and then I just feel like my dad's death because I'm still learning you guys how to feel my feelings, how to be vulnerable, how to mourn. Like I just literally just did this show, Long Island Medium, where she talked to my father like a few days ago. And I was just bawling my eyes out for two hours straight. Didn't even say a word really. And so I feel like just that, just that, like having to really feel all of my feelings from when I got sexually abused as a kid to the relationships, abusive relationships I had, uh, to anything. Like I'm just feeling it the last two years. Um, wow. now I'm when it comes to a, a, sorry. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, it, it really makes me feel good to know that you were able to release a lot of that. Those oh my tears. God. Right. You know, because they're, they're there. No, totally. Later, and you're because you're a tough cookie. Let's admit that. That's the outer. That's the that's the surface that you guys see. But really, deep down right. inside, I'm very insecure, and um, you know, well, but the but opposite. Just to hear, just honestly, to hear you say that you you cried a lot, it makes me feel good. Not not that you're crying, but to know that no, sooner totally. or later, Express sooner it. or later, you got to you got to go through the grieving process, you, feel. you know, I and know when I say you're a tough cookie. Yeah. You, you have a tough exterior. I know. Totally. And that's all you're, like you're fake. A, you're a care bear underneath. <laughs> I know. Sure that. Bear, guys. <laughs> as, uh, sure but as far bear. as like an AA program goes, I have actually been, especially now that I'm not dancing as much, I've been really curious about uh, joining one and possibly, you know, if they'd have me still uh, joining AJ and Renee's program. We I listen, I've been in therapy my whole you. life. Huh? With open arms. We would welcome you oh, with open thank arms. You. Whenever you're ready, babe. Uh, oh, crew, I know. I our know. Our crew would be so stoked. Oh, yeah, but again, my let me tell you my real feelings about it. It's it's nothing to do with the AA program or what I should or should not be doing. It's more about the fact that the anxiety with meeting new people, I still have it. I still have this social anxiety, and, and you know which no. I would numb normally, right? Because then I'd be able to be the class clown. But like, that's not who I am. I'm very introverted naturally. Um Trust us, trust us, all of us felt the same way the first time. You just do. I look yeah. I, I was I came in like looking around thinking like these people they know what they're they're talking about steps, they're talking about yeah. this and I felt intimidated to be honest with you. But like it but helps me like, to know that you guys are there, obviously. Um, um but as far as therapy Dude. goes, I've been in therapy since I was four years old and I still am in therapy. That's how I've been dealing on top of meditation as well, just to answer that last part of the question. It's like anything else. The first time you come, you join us, you're like scared. But mm -hmm. after that, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. And then little mm -hmm. by little, you're like, oh, these are like my family. Well, I think hearing other people's stories help, obviously. Yes, right? it does. And then, and, and, and then it comes to a point where no one else can get a word in edgewise because your great share is the longest share ever. Yeah. Share bear. Share yeah. bear. It'll, no. oh, hey, It'll force bear. you to Look listen. I need some help with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, we're going to take another quick break and then we're going to answer one more question when we come back. Thanks for tuning in. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, 
We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. Over this nine-part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. You see, Ray has this unique ability to find loopholes and exploit them. They collected $30 million. There were headlines about it. His company, Centratech, was one of the hottest crypto startups in 2017. It was going to change the world, until it didn't. I came into my office, opened my email, and the subject heading was FBI request. It was only a matter of time before the truth came out. You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world? Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. All right, you guys, we are back. Uh, and before we do the very last question, um, I just think it's funny how I completely forgot what I was going to say. That's awesome. What? what were we just talking about? Come on, the break? on AJ. We are talking no, about it was a, it, it, headlines. It was about headlines. You. Headlines. Headlines. Son of a bitch. Jason Kennedy. E. <laughs> I don't. God dang it. All right, well. If it pops up again, oh, I hate I'll it when that happens. It, it was a good one too, and you said something last second, and he threw me, me off. I don't know. Somebody did. It's probably oh. just in my head. It's my own damn know. fault. Anyways, don't listen to yourself. So we have one last question, which is for myself and Share Bear. Uh, to me, how has Dancing with the Stars changed you as a performer? You know, I don't know yet because <laughs> I have not been able to perform. <laughs> Uh, since uh, the show wrapped, um, but I can I, I I can say this in absolute confidence that well, it's two things. One, I just told my wife this this morning. I'm like, we're gonna need about a month, maybe six weeks of rehearsals. I think to get us back ready to go back on tour, because all I can think of right now is the Foxtrot, the Quick Step, the 
freaking wall. It's all let me I, tell I you have though, every routine. You're gonna be in like my head. super OCD about like spacing. But I, I can remember all of those routines. I can't remember any of ours right now. No, but, but I think your personality has changed the way that you learn. In no, the way. no, look, I, I'll, the, there's been a lot that's changed. My posture's changed. I'm now five foot eleven. Thank you for that. Here's Cheryl. an idea, though. Why don't you teach the rest of the boys the yeah. foxtrot and all them, and that's your whole new gig. Well, honestly, right I think you're just going to be uh, yeah. OCD like I was with you when it comes to like arms matching. Everything has to match. Everything has to be like yeah. in sync, well, but not in sync. Yeah, I, I mean, I am, I am that any – myself and Kevin are both like that because after every show, we get a work tape. Or – We get to watch the show back to kind of give ourselves notes. <laughs> Kevin likes to watch that everything back. That doesn't always work. But wait, hold on. Yeah. Nick, though, how is he different? No, Nick has definitely so look, and and he'd be the first to admit this. He would be a little spastic dancing back in the day, like a freaking Muppet. Like he would. No, but when he did Dancing with the Stars, crazy arms. Yeah, he just looked like he was dancing to a different drummer. Extra, Uh, very extra. And then after he did the show, and and he will be the first to you know tell you, he learned to contain when you have to contain and go big when you have to go big. Nice. His lines were crisp. (laughs) And he was just—he looked—he looked like a more dancer, more like a dancer than he ever did before. It sounds to me like the show matures you. It does, yes. In that department, that's a great way to sum it up. It well, definitely it, matured me, and and maybe even disciplined. Yeah, mm-hmm. in some ways, because the amount of discipline you were having to go through for this—you know—I kind of went along uh, yeah. the ride with you, and and it was—I mean, you your discipline. I, I, you guys are disciplined as the Backstreet Boys, are, too, but, but then, it's got to be new levels here. Well, when you is, told me that Rich and, and Tone used to throw chairs at you, I was like, at you well, guys. Rich and Tone did used to throw yeah, chairs at us when, when we would goof off, but we don't really goof off as much anymore. No. But we still, look, you you got to have fun. You can't just make everything about I work. was about to throw like, a chair at you once or twice. Job. <laughs> I mean, look, how, my, how many times did we laugh uncontrollably Most in of rehearsal? the time. No, not really. You know, 50-50. Like, even if we... <laughs> In we between throwing stressed. throwing swings at each other. Well, yeah, look, I, ha- yeah, I wear but, two hats. I'm like literally your friend, right? Like most of the time. And then I'm a dance teacher. And so when I'm, you're just yeah. your friend or when I haven't slept the night before, then then everything's all fun and games. Then when I finally fall feel my feelings, I'm yeah, like, why am I exactly. having anxiety? Why do I have anxiety? Why am I treating people like crap? Because I feel insecure about my choreography. Yeah. So Cheryl, they also wanted to know, uh, when did Dancing with the Stars change the format of the show from the dance of the week to where the pros picked the dance for the celeb. That never actually, you know, we never picked our dances for our celebrities. It's not like they were like, okay, so what do you want to do this week? Um, we would, we still, I mean, I can speak for myself because things have changed quite a bit as far as the creative team goes on dancing. But n- meaning now you're under the umbrella when you say creative team. It's not like wardrobe is one team, creative is one team. No, it's like, it's creative, you're wardrobe you're also lighting you are um like if there's props background dancers music so it's all under one umbrella now that's what's different than before um but as far as uh, picking out dances so you have to like kind of reverse psychology like what i did was i gave music that basically were fit was a perfect fit for the style of dance that i thought we should need we should do yeah, but you and I were really, really but very proactive with the celebrities. Again, with, yeah. Well, they ask you; they give you, you a questionnaire, were, don't they, in the beginning? Well, they gave me a questionnaire before we started even up. the first round of rehearsals to go through all the different genres, all the different mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, I don't f- know. But you and I were really 
good about that. Like we'd sit and we would go through, okay, okay, it's the rumba or it's Well, for instance, your Foxtrot, right? We should tell them a the little bit behind the scenes of like, okay, you had a song that obviously reminded you of uh, Rochelle, it right? You, it was your guys's, song. right. Yeah. And we thought, yes, technically could the BPM of that song be a Foxtrot? A hundred percent. But was it the same vibe as what a Foxtrot is? No. And was it right. hard for me exactly. to like get inspired like, to choreograph? Yes. Yeah. So we sat down together and we were like, okay, so what, what is it that you guys like other than the song, right? Yeah. What's the next best thing? Yeah. And, and, I, and to be honest, it worked out in our favor. It worked out better. The yeah. vibe. The vibe is more routine. important than the BPM. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's still a dancing show. It's not a music show. So, yeah, you know, but you, like we do need a certain beep rhythm, right? We need a certain BPM to yeah. fit even just the dance. But I, th- I say, forget about that. I say, if I had to choose, it'd be the vibe. It has to be that classic Foxtrot. Yeah. It has to. But it was a, it was a, it was like nine day <laughs> fireflies on one side from mm-hmm. Owl City, which was the song that I wanted. It's good. And then song. moving to Dean Martin, ain't that a <laughs> kick in the head? It's like, whoa. Do you know? Yeah. Day. Do you know how I'd like to wrap up the show today? Is In a big red bow. <laughs> it's <laughs> 2020. You can just borrow a silver one from my tree. Yeah. 2020, crazy year, but I will remember it as the year AJ decided to do the work and fill himself up from the inside out. And I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you. I I have to tell you that I feel badly for everyone out there that's suffering, Mm -hmm. they're losing their jobs and all that stuff. But for me, seeing you get sober, it will 2020, will I'll always remember it as the year you got sober. I will remember a little pandemic stuff. Yeah, a little bit of masky <laughs> stuff and cough, cough, and give, give, yes. But I think that um, I'm just so proud of you, man. I'm Thanks, so man. proud of you. I, and I'm proud, I'm proud of, of you, Cheryl. AJ. I'm proud oh, of you, Cheryl. You, thank you. You guys, we could be in a lot worse places today we, than oh, doing totally. a fun little we podcast. We could be doing this podcast totally but, You know, up. I do hear everybody when they do respond. Now I've been able to really read everyone's comments. And um, we hear you all. And we... Are the main reason for me wanting to do this was because I, I just know that my problems or my own thoughts are a lot of other people's t- thoughts. And until we start talking about it and make a platform that's more comfortable for people to talk about their feelings, then, you know, we won't be able to move forward, you know, as far as just mental health 100%. goes. And I don't know how you did it, Cheryl, but you got it back in my head and I remembered it. Yes. What is which it? was when we did our virtual meet and greet through Looped. Uh, last week, mm-hmm. this girl came on and she said, she goes, AJ, you know, I love you, but I love you more, Renee. I love uh, the sound of your voice. I love, I love the, how soothing it is. And, <laughs> and literally he goes, babe, babe, did you hear that? They love me. <laughs> and I was dying. That's Dude, he so yelled cute, at Renee. his wife like, babe, did you hear that? It, they love me. It, it wasn't quite like Dude, that. Dude, you, so, you were giddy like a kid no, in freaking it, F.A.L. Schwartz. I have to tell you, it it's was so awesome true, because... Renee. It was so no, true. No, You're going to start was, getting was, calls from like Calm App and stuff to do meditation. It was really, it was really endearing. No, it was she like, said... It's awesome, She dude. said it was fun for sure, but she said, AJ, I love you, 
I came for you, but I'm staying for Renee. That's what she said. Oh. Yes, that's awesome. Oh, and that's then I was so like, sweet. honey, 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 did you did hear, you hear that? that? So good. Renee, I'm yeah. proud of you for, honestly, first of all, just for being every single person who's hearing this or watching it needs to understand you're the definition of a true friend and, um, and you. somebody who has such a solid foundation and um, oh. continuing to be you, your unique self and sharing it with the world is very, very nice of you and Cheryl, generous. Thank and you so much. And apparently taller than real life. Yeah. And taller no, than real that, life. That, that means the world to me. And you guys, we get to go into this holiday season having fun, talking with each other, working through all this stuff, laughing yep. our way through yep. through challenges and like, and everything, nothing's me? off off. You know, like no. as far as no, what we want to say, and like you yeah. could just say anything. And I feel I yeah. feel like this is a safe environment. So thank you Absolutely. both. Absolutely, and that's what people yeah. have been saying. They, yeah. they 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 love the openness, and it's like, well, that's that's how we would talk without yeah. microphones, and we might as well keep it real, right? Well, yeah, I'm just gonna say one last to thing it. to everybody out there: tune in to Instagram Live tomorrow. Because I am going to have a virtual toast of Martinelli's with everybody that has been supporting me for this past year being sober. So nice. uh, thank you all. Bravo, bravo. Love you guys. Cheryl, I love you. Renee, love I you, love AJ. you. Love you, Renee. Love and everybody you at home, I love you guys. And Stay thanks strong. for tuning in to another episode of Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. Uh, again, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and give us five stars. Uh, we love you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys, and you'll hear us next week. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.